you can never be too careful. I'm trying to figure out exactly like where I'm going to be holding this. I feel like, like I said, you want to hold it sideways to point the thing at your mouth. There, we, like, like, like that. There we go. Yep. Like I'm like a like a more of a Captain Kirk situation. Exactly. Yeah, like an old timey report. I guess not that old timey, but <laughs> mid timey, mid medium time. Eighties. So I have to tell you guys. Boy, Captain Kirk here is gonna be Spockarino. <laughs> That's it's what it my, sounds like. It's yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah. Like I don't know what. <laughs> I've seen every episode of Star Trek, and that's where I went with it. <laughs> captain uh, Kirk, yeah. yeah, that's me, the captain. Wait a minute, you're dead. You've been dead for thirty years. Hey there, Spookerinos. Is that what I call you? Uh, I don't remember because it's been a while. Uh, I hope you're well. We're fine over here. We took a little bit of an unintended, unplanned, and unannounced hiatus, so apologies for that but uh yeah the world is a kind of a terrifying nightmare scape and even spooky podcasters need a little bit of downtime but uh here we are back after a month-ish give or take and in the grand tradition of when boo-ha-ha disappears for a month or more we have an unreleased boo-ha-ha spectacular this one is a recording with randall lawrence from cranival studios and emily faye coleman proprietron of the very podcast network that you are listening to now, and Booha Host Emeritus. About a month or two ago, we all decided to watch every movie in the Conjuring extended cinematic universe. And in hindsight, there were a few that we should have skipped, but we didn't. That's where we're at. It's fine. Most of them were fun, or good even, sometimes. Uh, This is the culmination of that ill-advised nightmarish flight of fancy where emily randall and i gathered in beautiful picturesque lone fir cemetery to talk about too many movies (laughs) now as a little bit of a caveat we were trying a new recording setup and my audio is hot garbage so i've done what i can to mitigate weird wind rumbling and mouth pops but be advised It's kind of rough going. And for that reason, I've decided to present this in a little bit more of a naturalistic cut than the slightly more stylized and highly produced version of Boohaha that you might be accustomed to. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and get ready for an hour and a half of three people losing their minds in a cemetery. Or, as I prefer to call it, the Boo-Ha-Ha Ed and Lorraine Warren Conjuring James Wan Extended Cinematic Universe Spectacular. There are so many of those fucking movies. things i like are we doing it you're listening to (laughs) boo yeah (laughs) a podcast where i lure my nearest and dearest to a cemetery and then record them without them knowing at least it's june now (laughs) there's a cigarette back there i want it (laughs) uh yeah we are recording from beautiful lone fir cemetery in portland oregon where it is uh, i'm gonna call it like a nice balmy 70 yeah, it's, it? it's not too bad. We're yeah. in the shade. Yeah. We are currently sitting in the looming shadow of a memorial to 
war as a concept. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of different. Well, so it's a it's a it's a civil war monument, but it's for it's no, it is a war monument because it's Spanish Spanish American War, civil war Indian War, civil side. war. I'm guessing Revolutionary War, Mexican on the other War, side. Mexican War. Oh, there we go. So it sounds like it's not for U.S. based. Just war, like it, just the idea. Yeah, of war a more in recent war. Well, no. Uh, and it is most notably uh, littered with seemingly ceremonial camel cigarettes. Which actually now makes sense that it's a war memorial that they oh, leave cigarettes. Sure. Yeah. Oh, sh- now I'm like super haunted because I moved it. I hope that's not my car. Like a lot. It's not going to reach it. Oh. Maybe it was my car. Oh. I don't go, like that. You need to go check on that? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they're only st- they only they can only steal cigarettes and well, that's fair. Glasses. Apparently, if you put the little beepy thing next to your head, it has a slightly wider range. Yes, because it uses your head as an antenna. Well, what it is, I actually found out about this. If you hold it to, I use I use my chin, mm-hmm. and it's because you have iron in your blood. Oh, yeah. So it uses the iron as a conductor. Yeah, huh. yeah, like Makes that sense. scene in X Men Two. <laughs> you have iron in your blood. <laughs> That is such a dope scene, by it the way. Really fucking so is. So cool. Like, those movies are questionable, but that scene is excellent. The second one is easily the best. Yeah. 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 I remember name? seeing the third one in theaters and being, like, super pumped because it's, like, X-Men and I was, like, in middle yeah. school. And it is a letdown. It is bad. Look, it takes a... them, what, 24 hours to walk across the fucking bridge? I think so. I think so. walk across Golden Gate? <laughs> I don't think it takes from the daytime to the dark times. <laughs> it's a pretty long bridge. Um, I will say, as um, as a cinema goer who hates historic bridges, <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> what are it's some a very of your specific, other favorite yeah. films? <laughs> uh, big fan of Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow, uh, Bridge of Spies. So you're a Roland Emmerich fan? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Any, any, you know, they say building bridges. Opposite. No, no, no. <laughs> Knock them down. Knock uh, them down. What about the Mothman prophecies? Is that Okay, I actually really enjoy the movie, The Mothman Prophecies. Um, it's not good, but the creepy elements in it that are creepy creep me out very effectively. Okay, I watched it while I was doing notes for Amityville. Sure. So I think I might have been upset about something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you mad about the deeply biased and scientifically uh, unfounded research of ed and lorraine warren by any chance um well they did come into play a little bit uh not as much as i thought they would have but they were there they were definitely there they were present are are you are you suggesting that maybe the warrens actual real life achievement doesn't necessarily merit 11 movies they have a habit of showing up places for about 10 seconds being like oh shit demons and then leaving and then we get movies (laughs) i love them in theory i think i love patrick wilson more than i like the actual ed warren absolutely who looks like a frog in a jacket he does they both do they really do and it's a shame because patrick wilson and vera formiga are just the best i would say vera formiga has started to morph into lorraine warren 
the, the not yeah. like not out of character, but like the more she plays her, the more she like kind of crumples in on herself, and her hair gets bigger. <laughs> she is. Uh, there were a couple scenes in the newest one where she had like a disheveled bun atop her head. And I'm like, yeah. oh no! Uh, to the extent where, for a moment, like, is Lorraine Warren possessing? Vera Farmiga, because she died not too long ago. She right? died in 2016. Yeah. yeah, could be. I wouldn't be surprised. And speaking of Ed and Lorraine Warren and segues that I'm bad at, this is the Ed and Lorraine Warren conjuring Annabelle Curse of La Llorona. That does comes... not count. You know it. It's in there. It's not that priest. It's a deleted scene. <laughs> I don't. Like I that I haven't seen it now because <laughs> I feel it, like I'm, I'm somewhat of a completion. I've been turned into a completionist with sure. horror movies. I started doing that during the pandemic. Now finish. that I know that's a thing, I'm like, fuck. I'm sorry for when you get to Nightmare on Elm Street. I've already done it. I'm so sorry. I've already cleared it. I couldn't finish the sixth one. Really? The second one is the one where I was like, do I really want to do this? See, the second one was the first one that I ever saw. Is The, the second one is... Um... Freddy's Revenge. It's the one that's it's very, very homoerotic. <laughs> That is very the, homoerotic. That is my favorite one. That one's great, but no, the sixth one. It was, it was when Freddy was controlling that kid with a joystick, like he was in a video is game. Dream Child. No, Dream Child's the fourth one. Fourth one's fine. I like the one where they were all in the asylum. That was that's my the favorite. third, and okay. the third one's fucking excellent. Okay, um, but no, the the yeah the sixth one, and then the seventh one is New Nightmare, and it's like I like okay, that one. this yeah. one's all right. Mm-hmm. The remake was fine. I'm remake just gonna say fine. it. Yeah, the remake was fine. It was fine. It was a if, standard horror movie. If we hadn't, it's the the True Detective season two thing. If we hadn't been aware of the first movies, we would have loved it. Taylor Kitsch was in season two of was True he? Detective, right? I think it was a it was Vince Vaughn and Rachel. Yeah, it was the that was the Taylor Kitsch one. Yeah. I tried Rachel Macadamia. <laughs> I saw Taylor Kitsch's butt, and I was like, "That's all I needed from the season," and I stopped. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch. I feel like I would be attracted. Uh, Tim to him. Riggins from Friday Night Lights, the series. Uh, he was in John Carter. Uh, he was um, Gambit in oh, X Men Origins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite role of his. <laughs> no, the thirty sorry, seconds he was in it. I'm sorry. My favorite role is the Covenant, which is almost as homoerotic as New Nightmare. Not New Nightmare. Freddy's Revenge. Freddy's Revenge. Um, it's like Sebastian Stan, Taylor Kitsch two other dudes and uh-huh. chase crawford from the boys slash gossip girl okay. as boy witches it's like the what's the girl witch movie that everyone sabrina <laughs> you mean like the, the craft, sandwich? The craft. The it's craft. the craft but with boys oh okay yeah they're on the swim team man witch are there a bunch of dudes shirtless chanting tiny uh, speedos t- uh, <laughs> Tightest of feathers. <laughs> Stiff as a boy. Might as well have been. It is a truly bad movie, but okay. I love it so much. All right. Enjoyed it. It's mostly a podcast about tangents. <laughs> <laughs> have you had me on this show before? Good luck editing um, this episode. Listeners, gird your collective loins. <laughs> um, uh, as you saw I, my name on this description. You know what you were getting you into. Sh- Maestro Terra wore off, so. Oh, no. And I haven't had any of my uh, attention deficit medications today, so we're in for a, oh, a real situation. This is going to be a um, shit show of unimaginable enjoyment. I, especially based on the subject matter here. I know. Like, it's really... I'm so excited. It's cute um, you have printouts, though. Like, we're actually going to... In gonna... color. He printed them in color. Uh, That's expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
fucking. I wanted you to see like the sev- the seventies patina of these obviously fake photographs. I've seen that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That um, was in the the credits of the first. The yeah, it's yeah in the credits yeah. of the first one. Man, I have some bad news for you guys. I have researched most of these cases on my own time. Perfect. Then you're going to come in handy for this episode, which, as I think I started to say 20 to 30 minutes ago, um, (laughs) is an Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, Conjuring Extended Cinematic Universe spectacular. The James Wan Cinematic Universe Part 2. Yes, it is. uh, It is a literal sequel to your episode with Randy and... Holy shit, that's right. That's what we did. Yeah. A spiritual. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't intended, but it kind of just... Just what whoop. happened, yeah. yeah. Um, and to that end, I should probably let the listeners know, my two guests for today, I have the hilarious Randall Lawrence. Oh, hello. Hi. Welcome back. And, Thank you. And Buha host emeritus, Emily Faye Coleman. It was another life. <laughs> <laughs> I have all of the old files, if you still want those. Remember when you used to be me? God. <laughs> 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 Before the accident, <laughs> I remember. Is desperate. this like a disassociative gender thing? I remember giving the show up because I didn't have enough funny friends to have consistent guests. <laughs> and then I stepped out of a dark corner. <laughs> oh God! And you got me. <laughs> I ran out of funny friends after a year, and I'm like, well, I think it's time to let's get that fucking podcast guy. Back. I guess. Hello. Oh, there's a tiny little pooch. So, there's a tiny little pooch. Hello. Oh, he's coming Hi, over. Hi, buddy. How's it going? Hi, friend. Oh. Hi, friend. Who's this one? You're so little. <laughs> so, got a collar on, Hi. so the owner's probably not far Gonna behind. give you tiny scritches. Um, so, on our last podcast, Emily, we had Cemetery Cat. Yes. Um, and now we have... Cemetery Dog. Cemetery Dog. Um, Looks like a little Malty Poo. Yeah. Malted. Or poo. Oh, I see. There we go. I, yeah. I heard malted, malted poo, poo. And yeah. I'm like, I was <laughs> troubled for a moment. I worked in a pet store for two years. Speaking of pet malted feces, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's We're talk. We're talking about La Llorona yeah, right now? Let's, let's talk about, um, I will say really quickly on the La Llorona tip, um, instead of watching The Curse of La Llorona, watch, um, it, I think it's just it's called. Shutter. Yeah, yeah. Or no, wait. The Conjuring-related one is just called La Llorona. Uh, instead oh. of that, watch The Curse of La Llorona, which is on Shudder, and it's kind of a... It's done by people who know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, and it's a modern-day reimagining about like a truly terrible tragedy that happened in Central America. We actually 80s. did that story on the show with uh, Carolyn Maine, I yeah. think. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah um, I probably didn't tell it well, but... It's a really, really great movie. Uh, all of the Shudder originals recently... Speaking of things that we should and shouldn't check out, uh, <laughs> The Conjuring... Okay. Um, okay. That, that. That was I a said weird should way. and shouldn't. I don't like how you let into that. Uh, like they're... half that universe is incredible. And more, I'd say more than well. I'd say half. Would you? <laughs> Would you? Come on. The three Conjuring movies and the second, the second Annabelle and the first half of the third Annabelle. The third Annabelle was Annabelle Comes Home, right? Yes. Like I'm gonna say the whole of that one. I yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, it was um, fun. The first one is. So well, and then you factor in uh, the Aquaman and. Yeah. Fast and Furious Seven, which uh, are also part of the the James universe, one yep. extended cinematic universe. Oh yeah. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I will I will note that um, Annabelle One is is part of another extended universe, and that mm. extended universe is the one that I call uh, Alfre Woodard is too good for this project. <laughs> Can I? I mm-hmm. Sorry, go uh, ahead. No, I was just going to say I watched it for Annabelle Wallace because I wanted to support her because I love her, and sure. uh, turns out she didn't need me. <laughs> <laughs> she was in that movie, and she's still dating Chris Pine. So, uh, 
I saw Annabelle in, I think it was either the first or second time I saw it. I saw it in L.A. at um, Cinefamily, oh, which oh, is yeah. a silent movie theater. Yeah. But um, Doug Benson, comedian, would do his movie interruption there with guests. So yeah. he did Annabelle. And if you haven't seen the movie, it opens, I think it opens at the church, right? Or does it open with a scary scene and then cut to the church? Scary scene, then cut to church. So when it cuts to the church, it says Santa Monica, California. And one of the comics goes, what is this, Curb? And then it cuts in, and there's a priest who looks exactly like Larry David. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I went to a movie at Cine Family the last time I was in L.A., but it was The Greasy Strangler, which is okay. the yeah, yeah. worst movie I've ever seen. Have you seen Son of the Mask? That is actually the worst movie I've ever I seen. I haven't, yeah. so... That was, I think, the... Grain f- of salt. It's yeah. worse than The Room. That was, like... I think it was the first movie I saw where I'm like, they can be bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, Elijah Wood had been hyping this movie on Twitter, and I was like, I trust you, and then I r- found out Elijah Wood is a fucking weirdo. He is a weirdo, but when he... When he... When he's on, he's fucking on. But, like, I'm Over at this movie. Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. Um, just rewatched that. Is it Maniac? Maniac, yeah. Yeah. Maniac's great. Yeah. All of Wilfred. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I was watching this movie, and it made me deeply uncomfortable on, like, a cringe level, and just, like, a... Yeah. Like, my soul was crumpling in on itself, and I wanted to leave, and then I noticed that one of the actors from the movie was in the row, so I couldn't leave without oh, no. stepping in front of him, and oh. I knew that he'd know if I didn't come back. Oh, no. So I watched the whole thing. So here's the thing. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. That was anxiety. Yes. I don't think he would have noticed. He wasn't a lead actor to either. It was... I think he would have noticed. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, like, if I were in a movie and I were watching it and, like, somebody steps over me one time, I'd be like, oh. But that's... There that's... were two of us. I think he would have noticed. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, in the whole theater? No, two of us in the row with him. <laughs> Me oh. and the person I came with who what, was... What, is it a three-seat row? <laughs> no. Were you on... Okay, but like the, there were only so, three of you in So the there row. was a row that you you and someone else and this actor were in with no one else, and that wasn't indication enough that no one wanted to see this movie. <laughs> there were people in the other rows. It, it kind of... You know that scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when Margot Robbie goes to see herself? Yeah. It was that, but it wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was like four years ago. I still think it was in 2016. It oh, and this still was haunts at Cine Family. Yes. Oh, yeah, they would have noticed. Yes, that's I know. a tiny theater. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of tiny theaters, <laughs> oh my God, I'm bad at segues. I figured maybe the way to do this would be to kind of set up a bit of a freeform discussion, but potentially give the listeners a little bit of background for what we're Some talking structure. about. Structure. A little bit of structure. Um, I'm going to start out by just reading a quick little intro of the Warrens or do, do we have enough juice in us to like tell them who the Warrens are? The Warren, their parent, they're probably the most famous paranormal investigators. Con, sure. <laughs> they're probably the most famous ones. Yes. Right. Uh, and that's mainly what you need to know. They're, they're also the subject or they're the main characters in all three of the conjuring movies. Plus Annabelle comes home. Well, and, no, they're, they're, they're present. Yeah. They're probably, yeah. And an they're, the, they're the Catherine O'Hara and, uh, Eugene John Lobby. Hurt oh. of, uh, of the, the Home Alone parents oh, of Annabelle yes. Comes Home. <laughs> Holy shit, is that John Hurt? I, th- I think it is. Or, I think it is. 
I could be completely spacing, but I have I think this, you are. I thought I have, John Hurt was an old man. I think that's, or am I thinking What's of William, William Hurt? Well, William Hurt's the old guy. John Hurt's the guy, he played the military general who pops up in uh, the first Iron Man, the end of the first Iron Man. And he was in, um, not Flatliners, um, the one where a uh, guy goes into the tank and devolves, take, take, takes a bunch of uh, strange, no. Strange John Hurt. John Hurt. There we go. That's the one. He was in there. Big. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was yeah. definitely a big. Yeah, shitball. That guy. Um, but yeah, the the, the Warrens. That's really it. the biggest intro you need. They're famous paranormal yeah. investigators. Uh, famous paranormal investigators of of I'm gonna say dubious quality. I would say that they're demonologists first, given their actually he- yeah their heavily Catholic background. Yeah. Sure. Because that's kind of where you start, and then you get into demons in the real world. So Ed Warren started as someone who was studying demonology, and Lorraine Warren had that little spark, which I don't necessarily disbelieve. I just do not think she was that capable. No. Um, which which is something that they really get into in the third third Conjuring. They yeah. really push that. I, I it's fun for fiction. Yeah, yeah. She no, has... that that's so divorced from reality that it's. Oh yeah, yeah. But fucking like... cool. Oh yeah. That whole the whole forest scene was so rad. Oh, there oh. might be spoilers for the Conjuring Three in here. Yeah, There's seems... definitely going to be spoilers for the Conjuring Three in this. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's an hour and a half. Then come back. Yeah. I've just uh, had enough people get mad at me for stuff that I'm. Just... <laughs> There's going to be spoilers for the entire universe. Yeah. So. Um, I I recall seeing an interview with Lorraine Warren towards the end, where she like pulled out a little something in like a, a little velveteen baggie or something she's like it's a piece of the cross that 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 jesus was crucified on that's not out of the realm for devout catholics though i spent especially people of like their stature oh but, yeah no i spent eight she, years in roman catholic school and like that's not unheard of but she specifically said it was entrusted to her by the vatican which i'd believe again no i do too <laughs> Here's the thing. It's dumb, but I believe it. A lot it's of us, not. yeah, we, all three of us are like, it's fucking stupid, but we're talking about religion, specifically Catholicism. <clears throat> sure. The so the is, things that we're going to pick apart are inherently fucking stupid yes, in and of their own right. Yeah, it is the uh, the smoke and mirrorsiest of all of the Christian religions. I mean, have you seen a Methodist? Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there are fewer snakes. Or I don't, I, I think, I think smoke and mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I want to say that, I mean, Catholicism is... They don't lay hands and, like, speak in tongues. Sure. So there's that element right. that they have, like, it's a lot more goth than a lot of other Christian well, it's, religions. Well, it's, it's the biggest and oldest. Yeah. yeah. And, like, they have bones and shit in all over their church. Like, it's very cool mm-hmm. if you separate it from the fact that they believe it. Yeah. and until Until you are a... A teenager being taken to a church and they show you Santa Claus's bones. I mean, St. Nicholas may have been a real dude. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen his bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you lived in, like, the yeah. epicenter. You know. Uh-huh. They're in, uh, oh, where is it? Somewhere in the south of Italy. Bari, maybe? I don't know. I, I want to go sense. and see all of the bones. Like, I don't believe that, like, God touched these people. I mean, he might have. If you believe in him. If you yeah. believe in him. Sure. But someone touched them. <laughs> Well, the Catholic the Catholic, if the Catholic Church is known for anything, <laughs> it's, it's getting touchy. <laughs> uh, um, yes, uh, hearts and minds. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and that's and it. That's and fun. nothing else. Legally speaking, that's it. Oh, legally speaking. Allegedly. Okay, sure, 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 can't sure, sure, afford sure. a slander case. Exactly, especially not from fucking the Pope. Um, so, yeah, the, 
That's that's Ed and Lorraine Warren in the real world. Catholic Church fucks kids. Um, yep. All <laughs> in an, in an, in a troublingly ongoing way. Um, in a in a way that you would think would have stopped, but apparently hasn't. Um, so that's Ed and Lorraine Warren, like in the real world. Yeah. But uh, when I went and rewatched these Conjuring movies, um, it became pretty clear to me that the versions of them in these movies were uh, so incredibly far from anything touching reality. Like, was it you that used the phrase Christian superheroes? Um, Checks out. Yeah. But the, the thing with a lot of the cases that are in the movies is that Warner brothers didn't have the rights to most of the stories that the Warrens were part of. They didn't have the rights to Amityville, if I'm not mistaken. Um, You made the Ryan Reynolds one. (laughs) Satan. (laughs) Go back and watch it. I did. I just recently watched it because we did an afternoonified on Amityville, and like it, it's I, not, it's not terrible. Horrible. If if you're interested in the actual story of Amityville, then it is not great. But as its own horror movie, as its, it's own it's thing, fun. Ryan Reynolds is very scary. Yes, but <laughs> Warner Brothers didn't have access to a lot of the like beefier stories that involve the Warrens, where they may have been more involved. So they took what they had outside of the first movie. They actually that's a cool one. Yeah. But for uh, two and three and Annabelle, they just had to take crumbs and like turn them into a whole ass sandwich. What do we uh, have okay. here? We have um, we have a hoax and um, a murder and a raggedy Ann doll. The, oh, that's fun. right. The the one with her in the air is from the second one. It's the yeah, yeah. poltergeist. Um, I have opinions on that. If we get to that at oh, some yeah. point, I will have um, opinions about that later. I've, I would like to say now that the second Conjuring is good, but I think a much stronger telling of that story is the entitled miniseries. The Enfield Poltergeist mm-hmm. on Hulu. It is fantastic. With Timothy Spall. Timothy yes. Spall. Yep. Very, yes. very good. Because uh, they followed the story to a certain extent where the Conjuring was just kind of like groundwork. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a girl in the walls now. <laughs> <laughs> That is my least favorite horror movie trip with people living in the walls because that happens in real life and it scares me. <clears throat> there's a there's a, a, a space above my apartment and there doesn't seem to be any way to get in or out of it, but I hear things. I have an attic space <sighs> in my studio. Who's in it? I don't know. I've never gone up there. I it's right below where my computer desk is, so I'm constantly looking up at it, going, "That's where all the spiders come from." A uh-huh. and B. I want to go, but yeah, yeah. I'm terrified. The also, movie, I don't think I can fit. The movie The Pact kind of wrecked me for that. Yeah. Attic spaces? Yeah. Uh, basement uncle. Basement. <laughs> he was living under the floorboards. Hey, true. Twist my basement uncle. True, true believers, check out Avalon's first episode on Boo-ha-ha. Chimney cousin. <laughs> uh, so... At, at some point, uh, they they decided to to spin a yarn about Ed and Lorraine Warren, and um, yeah, it quickly like having rewatched them all, it really feels like they started as kind of like grounded, realistic human beings, and by the third one, like Lorraine Warren is like having like huge, insanely immersive visions, yeah, yeah Hugh, Hugh Dancy Hannibal flashback vision, right? Like. But that's how things work in movie series. Like yeah. if you watch. Indiana Jones is a terrible, terrible example. Never mind. But a pro- well, that are we left. talking like trilogies? 
reboots or trilogies. Like how or, they how they build and get kind of more ridiculous as they go on. Or any series. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. <laughs> Fast and the Furious. <laughs> That's a movie. That's Ghostbusters. A Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like once they you, all build because you have to. Yeah, they and then to. it reaches a point where you literally can't build anymore, and that's when it needs to stop. And I think I'm specifically thinking of like Marvel shows that were on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Like, yeah, Daredevil season three shouldn't have happened. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's a, I'd like to cite those new Star Trek movies as a as, as an a example. great example. Yeah, yeah the third yeah. one, I, like when you when you blow. It's frustrating when you blow up Vulcan in the first movie. It's like, where do we go? Exactly. No, that's Spock is an endangered species. But right. that's where the Conjuring trilogy like did it right. Is they started like your basic ass like family haunting. She's a little possessed. Second one, there's a lot more property damage. <laughs> and then the third one, like, where do you go from there? You go to murder. Right. Sure. I think also, I remember when it first came out. My buddy told me this, and I have not followed it up with my own research, so I don't know how true it is. But the original Conjuring was actually written in the 80s and was shopped for decades and no one picked it up actually the two people who wrote the conjuring are from like beaverton okay uh it's two brothers two Um, brothers yeah (laughs) i think they're twins actually um (laughs) edit that in here (laughs) but yeah uh they they might have been contracted to do script updates but as far as i know i think they're not the Carey brothers that's the name of one of them i can't remember their their last name they're two brothers they're brothers from the beaverton brothers the beaverton brothers um (laughs) they they wrote the script with help from james wan um with lorraine warren as like a heavy heavy influence on it entirely on the bark of felled trees (laughs) yes they fell with their hideous hideous teeth Uh, I actually know the roommate of one of the writer's sons. It's a whole thing. Um, I Didn't you stay in a foyer? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I did tell you that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, last time I was in L.A. when I went to see the Gracie Strangler and regretted all of my decisions <laughs> that led me there. Um, I was staying with my friend and his two roommates in a one-bedroom house. <laughs> uh-huh. So as you do, yeah. So like one person had the bedroom, the other person had what would be the living room, and then the other person, who was the son of the people who wrote The Conjuring, they had um, blocked off with like a scarf the foyer of the house, and that was his bedroom, and that's where I stayed. <laughs> I sleep beyond the veil. <laughs> so it's literally like the front door of the house, his futon. Nice, nice. So is that timeline though that I'm? Saying is that accurate by any stretch? I think they'd be too young to have originally wrote it in the 80s, but there could have been a version that was floating around that they did, like, some massive script doctoring to. It kind of tracks. I mean, like, going back and rewatching them, like... They play... That first one plays like an 80s horror movie. Yeah. It does have... It really um, does. House of the Devil vibes to it. Yeah. Just that kind of, like, really uh-huh. uh, vintage feel, but, yeah. like, genuinely vintage. Yeah. There's, the, there's the one... There's the, there's the shot where they first find the uh the music box yeah in the conjuring and it's a really really wide shot and the girl's like sadie come here and see what i found and just pulls all the way in i'm like this is it, this is straight out of 80s horror that yeah. is one of james wan's favorite things is tracking shots and huge zooms yeah it's um <clears throat> it's such a it's such a tricky thing i mean like you go and like that you know, the, like the real snap zoomy. Like, I don't Did anybody see the new Sus- Suspiria? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, where she comes out of the, Dakota Johnson comes out of the spin and focuses on Tilda Swinton and just. Whoosh, yeah. Um, uh, I realize now I forgot Bugs Bray. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's all right. But uh, yeah, that first one, like I, 
I'm a, I'm such a big fan of like movies from uh, like horror movies specifically from the eighties. Like I mean, um, the Changeling or like Ghost yeah. Story, all of those. Like where it's just such slow burn atmospheric. Is the Changeling good. I really enjoyed it. Is that it. the Angelina Jolie no, one? No, 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 no the, that's uh, very different. Uh, George C. Scott from like the 80s. It's on Shutter. Okay. Um, yeah, the Angelina Jolie one is about missing kids. Yeah. Not a horror movie. Yeah, the Wine Coop Chicken Murders. Fantastic. Fantastic movie. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that first one, it felt like it was. I felt, When I went back and rewatched them all like in a stretch, I found it odd that that one was so tonally dissonant. It had a, a purity to it. Yeah. Well, it's, they weren't. I mean, that, that movie. There were I mean, no expectations. There weren't any expectations. And going through it again, there are maybe two quick shots of actual CGI. Yeah. And the rest of it is practical. 100% practical. It's super low budget for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, they were trying really hard to make a good movie. And they pulled it off masterfully. Well, that's so also good. another thing that James Wan does is he hates using CGI when he doesn't have to. Which, people gave him a lot of shit when he did Aquaman. But, like, how the fuck do you do Aquaman without right. CGI? Or, sure. like, Fast and the Furious. Not possible. Right. But, like, they built that, not the entire house, but, like... 50% of the house so yeah. he could get the shots that he needed without having to stitch anything together yeah. weird. Yeah. Like the, the the hands coming out of the dark yeah. and, is, yeah. and oh out God. of the wardrobe and that. the witch posting up on top of the like all of it was so perfectly crafted. There's a certain like when, uh, when a movie can like make you really effectively scared of a space without necessarily demonstrating why you should be yeah. like for the whole first act of The Conjuring whenever there was anything basement adjacent happening was like Ugh. yeah I hate you just it. don't want to be down yeah, there absolutely well and he does this thing and he did it in insidious a lot where they'll just put something in the background and like not not address it not address all. it they yeah. did it in the woman in black too which is a different director but yeah. that is easily one of my favorite things is if you don't draw attention to it You're you watch it later it. and there's something there so you can watch it multiple times like i saw the conjuring in theaters four times yeah. i was doing my senior film at the time so yeah. i was like deep in it but i like to call it where's waldo wing yeah, where's that bitch? Is yeah. what? Yeah, you know who does that really, really well is Mikey Ari Aster. Oh. oh fuck! He does like he he. That's the, the entire all of Hereditary yeah. is just hiding shit in the background and hoping you see it, and I, then when you do, it's the worst thing you can imagine. That's how I feel about uh, the whole of the haunting of Hill House. Oh where it's god! Just like, oh yeah! Where it is truly fucking where's Waldo of like spooks. yeah yeah. <laughs> I've watched that show three times and I don't think I've caught all of it. No, you can't. You functionally could. I not. Yeah. physically haven't been able to make myself watch Midsummer again, so I don't know how that plays out. You know, that's that's one. This, we're so far off the fucking topic. There will be no discussion of Ari Aster on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't, put, I am putting my foot down. I didn't care for Midsummer. Um, I, <clears throat> again, it was one of those movies that I watched because I deeply love Florence Pugh, and I would throw myself into the sun for her, and I'm glad that I went to see that movie, but I don't think I could ever watch it again. I love the, sec- like, the second half of it. The was... first ten minutes are the reason I haven't watched it again. Yeah. Dude, the first ten minutes of that movie are the best <clears throat> part of It made me want to throw up. Like, yeah. I was so anxious. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the Warrens. Um, <laughs> no! Ed and Lorraine Warren. <laughs> I don't um, know a lot about the actual case that they did in the first movie. I actually haven't looked that up very well. extensively. Oh, good. Oh, bibbidi-bobbidi-boop. Um, <laughs> did you print that on cardstock? <laughs> I didn't. I only have really nice paper at home. Are you sending <laughs> resumes out? <laughs> no, I make prints. I like. I've been. I've been making prints for the last year. So all I have is this really fantastic. Um, 
I think it's uh, 80 gram or 60 gram. My man, Astro you could have Bright emailed confetti. me some PDFs and I would have printed them out on my Walmart paper. <laughs> it, look, I didn't want to bother anybody. I already came at you with battery. Requests. You could have a nice, like. Uh, yeah, also just, I think, you know, hates trees in general and mm-hmm. nature. I do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you could do a nice gallery wall with that now. <laughs> this, is, this is going to go in my. Um, my version of that room that they keep Annabelle in in the second one. Oh, yeah. Is, it's just covered in Ed and Lorraine Warren stories. Yeah, could you actually just post those up on your wall and just get some real nice yarn <laughs> and go for it? And, and then never mention it. Never mention it, never just address it. Like his broom closet with a rocking chair and all of these, and then just a copy of La Llorona sitting on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wouldn't get like that. Put that thing back where it came from. Get that out of the house. God bless Linda Cardellini, uh, but she must have <clears throat> needed money. Yeah. Yeah, so um, this is uh, the, the parents. parents. This yeah. is the parents. So I figured um, I have Can source you material here. phone ringing or am I, like, having a stroke? Yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard like, like a check, Just in case. Like an analog phone. <clears throat> a ghost phone, if you will. I There's a rotary phone somewhere in the cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Like in as above, so below, and I feel like I need to go answer it. Don't answer <laughs> it. It's gonna. It's gonna be. Uh, what is it? Your dead dad. I'm the Ben Feldman of this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's your. It's 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 your 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 spooky dad, and then you're gonna get sucked into a car. God, that is. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of things wrong with that statement, but we'll do an as above, so below episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, my favorite fucking horror movie. As above, so below. Yeah, I'm. I. I can't explain why. That's your Mothman prophecy. It's my Mothman prophecy. I gotta watch that. It's <clears throat> so fucking good. It's a lot of fun. It's it's fun like National Treasure is fun. Oh, like, I'm in. It's, it's fun. God, I'm it, so in. Like, it's it, National Treasure with mixtures of uh, Dante's Inferno yep. and Paris Catacomb. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Um, you are... By the way, I know that people who are uh, stuffy and shitty are probably reeling at this, but that sounds so fun. It's so good. That sounds like I had a such panic a attack in the theater because well, it, it was claustrophobic. It was great. Oh, yeah. I yeah, yeah. This, this gets us to a, a point that I think it's important to make about all of the movies we've discussed so far. Like, if a movie knows that it's goofy and, it doesn't like, matter. leans into it, it makes it so much like like with National Treasure. If they tried to play that seriously and it wasn't like fun, fun goofballs, right. it would have been miserable. Like uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been that, yeah. <clears throat> That's Cabin in the Woods is why I don't like the newer DC movies because it, they are inherently silly. Yeah, but they're not trying. They're not. To be. Yeah. Tell me, Superman. Exactly. You fly around. It's a man. (laughs) That's why Aquaman was like okay, is because Jason Momoa was having a good time. They knew that it wasn't like a serious movie. And then you have, God bless Henry Cavill, but you have Superman where it's like he is a man from space. (laughs) (laughs) But he just loves Kansas. And ladies named Martha. It's like it's a guy who has a a fancy belt. (laughs) It's it's stupid. Um, they have to recognize they're stupid, which I think most horror movies, 90% of horror movies do a pretty good job. Like, they, yeah. And they I, know. I, I feel like, it, for me at least, and we'll get to this when we get there, but um, for that third Conjuring movie, it felt like they really leaned into the goofballs. They were like, this is the last one we're going to do, um, so like, fuck all of you. That, that scene where Walter Bishop from Fringe, like, like she, oh, go, she goes you into the basement. You made us ba- rewind it. Yeah, she goes into the basement. Vera Farmiga goes into the basement, and Walter Bishop from Fringe, who is just playing Walter Bishop from Fringe, um, like, 
the comedy cut of him turning on the light. Yes. And just, like sitting at the desk. Yes. Like a parent being like, oh, where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> Avalon laughed so hard when he did that that it scared my cat. It was so fucking funny. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, tell pa- us about the parents. The parents. Yeah. Um, so this is all pretty large text, so I think it's going to be pretty fast. Can um, we start with the fact that they're all ass ugly? These these people look like they're made out of delicious Pillsbury biscuit dough. <laughs> or fondant. <laughs> they look like little marzipan men. Yeah. when you poke them. I'm haunted by the devil. <laughs> <clears throat> the Conjuring. The true story of the Perrin family and the Harrisville haunting. From occultmuseum.com. This should be objective. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Why? Why wouldn't? Why would? Why, why wouldn't you think? I think the website is associated with the Warrens. That makes sense. Um, when Roger and Carolyn Perrin, together with their five daughters, um, moved into the Arnold Estate in Harrisville, Rhode Island, they were given just one piece of advice by the previous owners: for the sake of your family, leave the lights on at night. You just don't buy that house. What do you mean? Why? We already closed, but, like, can we stop? Wait. <laughs> That's like running out the door and being like, by the way, the foundation's fucked. <laughs> right. <laughs> Better close your eyes. Goodbye. <laughs> They're coming for you. Um, the wall's made of four. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it explains why there's so many mops in the closet. <laughs> um, while they found this statement puzzling at first, it wouldn't take long for them to follow the advice. You bound this. <laughs> I had staples. I'm not like a lunatic. Um, Staple the corner. No, because it's heavy cardstock. It's, it's shut up. <laughs> he made little How like you find books. This <laughs> I'm a graphic designer. Why, look at the label. Are you? Look at the label on the thing that I gave you. Like it's it's, it's very true. clear. It's um, true. Avalon does great work. You should hire him for your graphic design needs. Thank you. Um, please don't. I hate working (laughs) (laughs) the parents spent 10 years in that house gradually unraveling the history 10 years 10 years they were in this here's the thing with actual hauntings no one is ever getting thrown up against a fucking wall it's literally just like my keys are missing it smells in here why is the (laughs) boiler not working that's it the walls are bleeding again (laughs) oh well (laughs) And it's not even like it's it's like Malibu Beach. It's, they're in fucking Rhode Island. I yeah, that, I thought that story took place in Connecticut, but no, I think you might be thinking of the haunting, haunting in Connecticut. Connecticut. <laughs> I do like that movie. That story's um, fucking weird too. I think the there is some one of these happens in Connecticut. Oh, the third one is in Connecticut. I think. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> Connecticut. Um, the various and inha- uh, go on. Um, <laughs> whilst their findings were grim, Roger and Carolyn might have accepted the house's darker days had it not been for the spirits that continued to linger in the house long after their deaths. I guess you could also stay in a haunted house for ten years if you just like couldn't afford to sell the house. I mean, which they make a point of saying in the they movie. were very poor. Yeah. yeah, like we have all of our money in here. Who's going to take in a they family? Have of five seven? children. That's that's on you. It's expensive. At a certain point, when you're like, we've had we've had ten of them. Um, we're not going to be able to give them a good life. Um, I went to school with a family that had 15 kids. Sink all of our money into a house. I did a podcast once where... uh, With 15 kids. The co-host of the show had four kids, and the very first episode 
was interviewing a very dear friend of mine. I'm not going to give it away any names, but uh, he's like, in during the recording, he says, uh, "I think you have more than three kids. It should be considered child abuse." He's like, "Well, I have four. Yeah, and, <clears throat> and then it was real awkward. The police. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like you can't like even if those ki- all of these movies, like it's all movies where there's like fucking seven kids kicking four around. Four kids in The Conjuring two and technically one. In- okay, except okay then. Uh, the, <laughs> I can give you kid counts the, the on all these films, two, my the man. The first two had too many kids in them. I don't like that you know that. <laughs> I just watched all of them. It's called a hyperfixation. Yeah, Emily's Emily's uh, got got like a real um, Eastern European vampire <laughs> kind of kind of philosophy with movies. You yeah, have to count the children. <laughs> it's a curse. <laughs> <laughs> I also can't see myself in most mirrors. <laughs> Um, this is why we had to meet after dark Um, in the winter of 1970 the Perrin family had decided that a quiet life in the country was right for them Uh, Roger and Carolyn along with their five daughters moved into the large ten bedroom house I thought it was just ten room ten room farm sorry it's still it's still a big house that's a big house Um, but they're not all bedrooms right uh, actually, it might be because the thing that I saw today said fourteen room house. Okay, so that's a huge fucking house. It doesn't look that big though. Is the thing like go look at pictures? It looks like yeah, big. it doesn't look that big. Maybe it's like it's like an old Some farm. Of the rooms in the movie were fucking huge, but that might just well, be a shooting also, the, logistics thing. The, 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 the movie house and the actual house are yeah, they're very way different. They're very different. different. A ranch style garbage hole. Ugh. Sorry, I think it's single story too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Rhode Island. Yeah, ranch style. <laughs> um, Disgusting. Sat on 200 acres of land uh, and had been built in 1736. Oh, yeah. That's right. um, the paranormal activity began almost immediately. Uh, copyright, whoever owns paranormal activity. Um, <laughs> the girls began to notice a young boy wandering about the house. He often moved their toys around. So in the movie, they kept alluding to the fact that something bad had happened that caused them to want to move into this house. Like, and I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Something, like, very bad happened. To the family? Yeah. Because, like, uh, like, the mom is obviously depressed. Clearly. <laughs> about yeah. something. And, like, the dad's trying really hard. So, like, maybe they lost a lot of money on something. Well, he, he he's a... Um, he's a truck driver. He's a truck driver. And he's the only one who was working. Yeah. So they were... They got the house so they could, like, raise their kids. And then... Uh, she keeps saying stuff like, that day I knew things were going to change. Like, yeah, what happened? I felt like... Oh, right. Because, the, yeah, the, the beach the, the beach drive scene. I guess they used to live in the city, so, like, maybe she lost her job and they, like, went bankrupt or some shit. Sure. Yeah, that's kind of what it's... They make it seem like, yeah, something weird, like, not crippling, but, like, we got to get the fuck out of the city kind yeah. of happened to him. Yeah. She was, she was like, a doctor and she killed her patient or something. Right. Like, you oh, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As you do. Something. It was um, the 70s. They weren't letting women be doctors. <laughs> I was going to say nurse, but I'm like, don't be sexist, Avalon. But no. Like, yeah. um, don't be sexist about this really sexist maybe, thing. Maybe she, like, hit someone with her car. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> she, uh, Matthew Broderick, someone. Look, he's very broken up about that. Well, I mean, if you hit someone with your car, you should be. And arguably not as much as the person he hit. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love Matthew Broderick. Um, my famous, beloved murderer, Matthew 
Matthew Broderick. I feel like there's famous people who have committed worse murders. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but another spirit gradually made itself known to the Perrin girls. A man with a crooked smile would appear in the corners of the room. The watching. fuck wasn't the crooked man in this movie? Yeah. Right. He would have fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh. Oh my god, what if they do the Crooked Man movie and then they just do like an Insidious Chapter 2 like flashback where he was secretly there the whole time? There is a Crooked Man movie happening. Yeah. 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 So it's just like he was actually in the court, like that shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's it's Jack Black in season two of Community. Or like, it's like, I was here the whole time. <laughs> or like in Twin Peaks where you finally find out Laura Palmer was screaming because she saw uh, Agent Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, I guess. Yep. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's been 25 it. years. 30 now. It's It was from The Return. Yeah. It's been... Not a, it's five, been long years. enough. Yeah. Plus, when yeah. you get to it, you won't understand it anyway. And that gum you like, <laughs> spoilers, is never going to come back in style. Um, <clears throat> I think I just swallowed a bug laughing. <laughs> um, they began to refer to this crooked spirit as Manny. <laughs> Manny the ghost. <laughs> Uh, Roger and Carolyn would uh, would have likely been hard pressed to believe the wild stories the girls told, um, had they not experienced the ghost firsthand as well. It's horribly written. Yeah, what does that mean? They also saw the ghost. The, Thank they, you. They wouldn't have believed their children otherwise. Yeah, no, that's Great. pretty standard. Like pre two thousand five parenting. Like you're lying. if I didn't fucking see it, you're a liar. Right. That priest is a pillar in this community. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Soon other strange things began to occur. Beds would levitate a few inches off the ground. And that's where I start to think, like, they were lying. Like, I will believe it to a certain extent. Well, I mean, also, if if kids are claiming, you know, the bed is floating, they're fucking children. Yeah. yeah. They're fucking children. You should believe children, but not that much. It's right. Called, it's called a hypnagogic jerk. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that thing that happens when you're falling asleep. Right. No, like, I have exploding head syndrome, so, like, sometimes I will see a loud, or see a loud, you also fuck, have see a flash of light <laughs> and hear a loud banging sound that sounds like a gun. I know it's not actually there. Like, shit happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spooky things are spooky, yeah. but that doesn't mean The that brain's a really fucking weird, powerful thing. Sometimes it just, like, crosses its wires and it's like, whoops, my bad. Yeah. It's jello with electricity in it. Yeah. What do you think, like, um... Furniture seemed to have a mind of its own, gliding across the floor. Doors would open and slam shut, and picture frames frequently fell from the walls. So those last two, like, Wind? fine, fine. Cross breeze could be some some bullshit, but when stuff starts levitating and things start like moving on their own, I don't, I don't. Sure. But as Carolyn began to learn about the house's past, mm. it was much darker than she could have ever imagined. Eight generations had lived in the Arnold estate prior to the Perrin family, and many of them had met with macabre fates. Which feels like it's like spooky, but like kind of like haunted mansion spooky. Like, this person sounds like they got like a C plus in creative writing. Do you not remember any of the stories that we read the last time you were on? Oh, like, I do. Yeah, yeah, Lake Elizabeth or whatever. Yeah. Oh fuck! I meant to bring you the Hannah, Hannah, J. Tidy. Hannah J. Tidy book, and I also have like Haunted Oregon. Oh yeah, by Mike Helm. I don't remember. I got it as a Christmas present from my mom, and I'm not going to read I'm it. So happy you know that. Head. Yeah. <laughs> 
no, he was the author of Oregon Ghosts and Monsters. That's oh, just information okay. you have in your head now. It's gonna you be forgot forever. someone's birthday to have that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take it. It was my dad's. That. Yeah. <laughs> Not his dad's, your dad's. <laughs> he doesn't know your dad's birthday anymore. I know all. I knew all birthdays. My dad's birthday, 9-11, never forget. <laughs> You know, my ex's birthday was nine eleven, and uh, and a uh, good friend of the pod, Michael Garcia's uh, birthday is nine ten. Yeah. So he, Seth MacFarlane, it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will never. He got it. off the plane right before. Yeah. Too hungover. Yeah. Bye. Michael or Seth MacFarlane? Seth MacFarlane. I did know that. Yeah. 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 Be fucked up. <laughs> I was on the plane with Seth MacFarlane, and he got off, and I followed him. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so. Um, in the late 18th century, Mrs. John Arnold, the 93-year-old matriarch of the family, hung herself in the barn on the property. And she was just one of the many suicides to take place there. It's because you live in the fucking country. Yeah, it's the, yeah. nothing to do. It's the 18th century. Have you ever have you seen that YouTube channel about 18th century food? Wait, there's a YouTube channel about 18th century food? Oh, check out Townsend's, John Townsend and Son, 18th century cooking. I love that A shit. lot of it's actually really fun and good stuff. Like, there's, I've made a couple of the recipes, and they're great. Um, get yourself some kitchen pepper. Um, 11-year-old Prudence Arnold was raped and murdered by a farmhand in the house. That doesn't seem like a ghost thing. That just seems like a... A rapist thing. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, while her relative, Johnny, took his own life by hanging himself in the attic. Okay. Over the years, there were also two drownings in a creek that ran through the estate and uh, four additional mysterious deaths. So this is over 300 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, and it's Which when you break that down on, a year, on, a, on an annual basis, is uh, low. pretty it's low. Very yeah. low. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a house where people live forever. Yeah. <laughs> if a house is over 50 years old, chances are someone's died in it. Yeah. 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 Um, despite this grim history, though, the Perrin family sought comfort in the fact that all of the various spirits they had encountered in the house had been kind to them. That was until the day came when the other ghost made itself known. This is where I'm going to start having opinions on stuff. He's yeah. um, <clears throat> getting to the part in the story where I... Have, very have. definite opinions on something. Oh, okay. Just warning. Yeah. Late at night, the girls began to experience unwelcome visitors in their bedroom. An unseen force would yank on their legs and hair while they slept. One spirit began to torment, torment eight-year-old Cindy, whispering to her over and over that there were dead soldiers buried in the walls. Okay, first off, dope. Yeah. Why Secondly, wasn't that that's in the pretty movie? metal, yeah. Oh my god, that's terrifying. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why demons are so tropey. Yeah. I think uh, you develop a repertoire down in hell over the years, and you're like, this freaks him out. You guys want to try fucking pulling this bitch's head again? This is my spooky tight five. <laughs> pull the hair, and then I whisper. Well, what is religion if not a series of things that you have to do or it doesn't work? I guess. Yeah, it is just a very ritualistic thing. Yep. Yeah. That's a fun idea, a fun concept that, that, that the devils and the demons are also bound by... That kind of ritualistic. They just behavior. have shit that they they're know following works. a religion. Yeah. It's just not Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have it's a formula. It's a lot like of hair pulling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very BDSM kind of religion. That tracks. Um. <clears throat> okay. Um. <laughs> Great. I'm very excited. 
Uh, of all the family's otherworldly encounters, there is one ghost that the Perrin family refuses to speak about in great detail. Um, Andrea Perrin, who wrote a book, three books now, about her family's experience in the home, hinted that the spirit may have molested her and her sisters. That's also a really common one, but that also yeah. might have been... Um, a person? Yep. That feels like... Um, Sub- like repressed memories? Yeah, yes. See Haunting of Hill House. Um, huh. Another ghost known as Bathsheba, <laughs> which is a fucking sick ass oh, name. Bathsheba. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure, if you want to. That's 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 what they refer to her as in the movie. That's yeah, fine. I'm, yeah. go, I'm going with Bathsheba. I can't do the accent that Patrick Wilson does it in, but Bathsheba. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. He hits that like East Coast accent so hard, where he's like, "That's where the witch committed suicide." Oh over, yeah, over there, down by the lake, is where the witch done hung herself. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you from? Yeah. You want some of this Old Bay seasoning I have in my pockets? <laughs> 45 minutes into the movie, I thought you were just a it's, dude. It like it Watching that movie, it also feels like uh, Patrick Wilson was briefly possessed by like a, the fucking Gordon's Fisherman guy. <laughs> 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 it really comes and goes. Um, but, uh, yeah, a ghost known as uh, Bathsheba or Bathsheba um, was uh, the real plague of the Arnold estate. According to local legend, Bathsheba Thayer married Judson Sherman. That sounds like an 80s like country singer. Yeah. It sounds like slang for a poop. <laughs> 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 no, you took a... Took a uh, I took Judson. a fucking... <laughs> Real loose Judge Jud- Sherman. <laughs> Judson Sherman. Judson Sherman. Oh no, I got Judson all over my Sherman. <laughs> you guys, I had a lot of Taco Bell last night. I'm going to be Judsoning all over my Sherman for like the first hour of my day. Uh, um, <clears throat> sometime after the mid-1800s, Bathsheba and her husband, Judson Sherman, a poop, um, came to live in the old Arnold estate. It's on his headstone. (laughs) Here lies Judson Sherman. Father, son, a a giant shit. (laughs) Just a poop. I like a poop. It's gentle. (laughs) It belongs in a cemetery. Um, (laughs) The first child of their union died, and Bathsheba was charged with murder. Or, as the story says, was charged murder. <laughs> the infant had been found with its head impaled by a sharp object. That just happens sometimes. It's What is that? Sudden infant impalement syndrome? It's, that, it's the fontanelle, is yeah, the thing. Yeah. You know? It's a magnet. real soft head, magnet. so it makes sense. It's a magnet like for spikes. Little cantaloupes. Uh, I would rather have a cantaloupe than a baby, and I don't care for cantaloupe. Well, I, I kind of feel like... You can impale a baby's head just by like walking with it wrong. Yeah, if, you know what I mean. They're this is like little ragdolls. I never want to hold somebody's baby because I'm like, like it, like. I can literally just that anything could happen. Yeah, like like good lord. Um, <laughs> do you want to do you want to handle this extremely fragile felony? It would be like if somebody like came up to you and like, here's this magnificent statue. I haven't fired it in the kiln yet. Take it. And you're like, eh, no, <laughs> fucking Jesus. Let it harden first. Um, <clears throat> the townsfolk whispered that the murder had been a sacrifice to Satan and that Bathsheba or Bathsheba was a practicing, uh, practicing Satanist who had summoned the devil to grant her the gift of beauty. 
So here's the thing. In the movie, they were like, she's related to one of the witches from the Salem witch trial, which is where it all falls apart for me because there were no actual fucking witches in Salem. Yeah, right. Um, also, yeah, actually, I didn't even fucking think about that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are implying in the film that there were actual witches in Salem. At least one. At least one. I, I didn't mean, even like, fucking think about that. If you look at, like, I mean, like, come on. I mean, I know there they're not the... probably one. So we we did this we did this on on Ghost and Hose recently. They covered the Salem witch trials, and there were a couple where they're like, "Yeah, probably." They might have been just like groovy people doing their own thing, but I, I'm like, I'm in in all seriousness, it was probably you know, there's probably little, people doing witchy shit. A little, a yeah. little bit of tainted, but also like most religion back then kind of looked witchy. I mean, it's like, and also like medicine was witchcraft and like, yeah. yeah and you were, you're also being judged by Puritans. Exactly. So I saw literally everything is guided. by. I don't think there was anyone doing like the end of the witch style magic. Yeah. In Salem. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, granted it's been, it's been, five, <laughs> <laughs> it's been like five years since I've done any Salem, uh, witch trials research. But as far as I know, <clears throat> Like, the fact that there were no actual witches and someone was named Dorcas Whore are the only things that, like, stuck in my head. I remember there being, like, someone who was found with, like, essentially voodoo dolls. Poppets? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not not saying that means anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, as opposed to the guy who was just outside the courthouse, they're like, that dude's a witch! Uh And then he died. I mean, that whole thing started because a little girl was trying to lie about something she did. It was was three little fucking bitches lying to get all of their friends in trouble. Exactly. It's what would happen if in the movie Mean Girls there weren't teachers. Right. Exactly. (laughs) The burn book would have been people they literally burned. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's Lord of the Flies, but with, uh, you know, Goody Simpson or whatever. Right. (laughs) Any hoozlebees. Um... Factually, from what can be gathered from public records, Bathsheba and her husband um, had indeed lived in the house. It's not, not, not what I saw. Um, uh, and uh, a kid died, but there's no trial, and Bathsheba and Judson lived out their days at the old Arnold estate, both dying in the 1880s. She was buried in the nearby cemetery, where her tombstone can still be found until some assholes broke it in half after the Conjuring movie. Also, out. there's like six people in all of history that have actually practiced Satan worship the way that people think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Practice <clears throat> satanic worship. Yeah, yeah. And it was like Richard Ramirez, Ozzy Osbourne, Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> probably Anton LaVey. Uh, yeah, but like not to the. Not to the like gross commercial level. Yeah, yeah he, he did was. it just because he likes stuff up his butt. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anton Lavey, like, go watch uh, The Devil's Reign, which is a movie from like the mid seventies with William Shatner and Ernest Borgnine. Oh, that's it. when we could be real weird with stuff. Uh, and he was like their satanic consultant, and you could tell he's just like fucking with them. Like he's in the movie as a satanic priest, and he like he he's fucking giddy. Like, full of joy at being like, look, I get to fucking lie to the squares about what we do. Yeah, because if you look at, like, Jack Parsons and the stuff that he did, it was just, like, jerking off on, like, sigils. It's not yeah. anything yeah. like baby murder. You know right. what I like? Weird coming. <laughs> it's yeah, just, me too. Let's let's get L. Ron Hubbard up here and get to it. Exactly. It's just a way for perverts in the 50s to, like, feel okay about what they're doing. Uh-huh. Right. Because it's religion. We're making a star child. It's fine. Um, oh, that fucking <clears throat> soggy bag of soup. 
all soupy. <laughs> um, uh, for the Parrot family, however, Bathsheba's specter loomed large. They were convinced that her dark spirit remained, bent on torturing anyone who stepped foot She's on the property. I'm just pissed because people are out there lying about her. <laughs> I, a baby died near me, and now I'm the bad guy. Yeah, Fine. I was going to say, is there actually anything uh, concrete about... No. I, I mean, not. I assume some of the, like, drowning deaths and stuff were, like, recorded, but... I'm saying with, like, because in the movie, she... There were files. The whole idea yeah. is that her husband caught her trying to sacrifice the baby, and then she went and hung herself on the tree. Yeah. Uh, not the She case. proclaimed her love to Satan, proclaimed and her then... Love for Satan, <laughs> hung, and herself then hung herself from the tree. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I have an addendum for the factual stuff at the end of this. Okay. Um, it's just a big no. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Carolyn seemed to really dislike, um, or no, Bathsheba seemed to really dislike Carolyn um, and focused her attacks on her. At first they were small, pinches on the skin or slaps by unseen hands. But then she began to throw various objects at her whenever Carolyn was caught unaware. They grew steadily worse, and one day Carolyn was lounging on the couch when a sharp pain shot up her leg. Looking at her leg, she found a puncture wound on her calf that had already begun to bleed. In ten years. They lived in this house for ten years. Ten years. The ghost bit Carolyn again. <laughs> hmm. um, desperate for help, Roger Perrin and his daughters contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren, the famous paranormal investigators that had already been established, uh, that had already established a reputation for yeah, their work. Yeah, they did that um, sound, or that uh, exorcism on that French-Canadian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frenchy. <laughs> Frenchy the French-Canadian from The Nun. Best retcon ever. Here's a French-Canadian, and the thing happened earlier, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, uh, They had called the Warrens in. Uh, Carolyn spoke in a foreign voice. uh, (laughs) She's just doing a... (laughs) Main accent, making fun of Patrick Wilson. (laughs) Yeah, you want some more Old Bay seasoning over there? Oh, you wanted I roll out the crab legs? So there's there's a little New England, some Canadian, <laughs> some Irish, a little Midwestern, and a little Midwestern. Like a, because you're throwing in, you're throwing in like, oh, you can go get an apple down at the general store. There, oh yeah, you it's, know? it's that thing where it's like if you were to uh, if you were to throw North American voices into a blender, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, the Warrens agreed to cleanse the house of all evil, and um, they seemed to successfully banish Bathsheba and send her back to hell. Good. Um, hmm. Parenthetically, unfortunately, that was not how things went down in real life. Ed and Lorraine Warren's attempts to cleanse the house only seemed to make the spirits more active. Fearing for their family's safety, Roger demanded that they leave the house. There's Is that what happened? They kicked the like Warrens that... out after it didn't shake out well. Yeah, they know that happens a lot. Um, There's always like that aftershock, though, in Supernatural. The very factual show. Sure. Um, where they'll do like a cleansing and then everyone will get really pissed and then leave. It's kind of like when <laughs> you catch your significant other cheating and you throw them out so they're just like angrily slamming shit uh-huh. in a suitcase. They're not out of the house yet and they're very mad, but they're leaving. Um, so uh, there was a really great article about uh, it was a, a British journalist who just really went down the wormhole on all of the asserted deaths that took place. And it's like, here's the death records for the town. Somebody died there. They didn't hang themselves. Uh, they didn't, you know. It's urban legends. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems like it, 
factually it's all hokum. Not to say that it wasn't spooky for it's some also reason. It's also the 70s. It is not as easy to confirm or didn't like someone tells you like oh yes yeah, she hung herself in the barn like you kind of just believe <laughs> you kind of have to go with it yeah exactly. there's not yeah. a lot of record you can't like track. google it yeah. you'd have to go down to the records office like go into the basement and, like look through do some... that thing with where you you look at old newspapers the microfiche yeah yeah get fucked up by that old lady from Ghostbusters because <laughs> mm-hmm. you are using the microfiche machine of Rooney Mara and girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> That fucking movie so much. So good. I read the book and like I was pleasantly surprised. Except the first like half of the book has no girl. Right. I was gonna say the first half of the book's all just like Swedish financial stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's about him like researching financial crimes and like where's the hot girl? Yeah. (laughs) Where's the lady with the weird fucking earrings I like? She'll show up in the second act. But anyway, as I was saying about Eurobank, uh I do like hearing people say the name Blongfist. <laughs> it's good. I do too. Look, it's, it's real good. Also, John is on his way. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so that was The Conjuring. Um, <sighs> I think for for brevity's sake, uh, we could. Do, do you what, want me to give you the cliff notes on Einfield? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do a cliff notes version of this because um, speaking of things that aren't real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do go on. So the Warren's involvement in Einfield. Is it Einfield? Is that how it's pronounced? I think so. Okay. I'm probably going to have a British person yell at me, but whatever. It's pronounced Worcester sauce. <laughs> Poltergeist. Somebody's been to Massachusetts. <laughs> it's Worcester sauce. <laughs> All <laughs> Patrick Wilson keeps showing up, spilling his Old Bay seasoning. All over my Kennedy compound. <laughs> okay. So it's uh, very messy. <laughs> So in the Einfield haunting, this little girl, Janet, she starts, like, Lying. getting fucked around with, like, a ghost. Like, stuff moves. I was going to say, this sounds like she's just found a dude in college, yeah. the way you're describing it. I'm trying to be brief. <laughs> so she starts experiencing things like little voices and, like, sleepwalking and, like, puberty shit. Oh, sure. You know, standards. Yeah, because how old was she, like? 12? She's 12. So, yeah. And her sister was 13, 14. Yeah, so they're um, both right at that age. Yeah, and their dad had just left them. So, like, this is ripe for either, like, emotional trauma or a poltergeist, depending yeah. on what you believe in. Could have been both. I don't know. Um, so something, like, super fucking weird happens, and her mom calls the police, and they see a chair move across the floor, and the police are like, we can file a report. That was actually in the movie. We can yeah. file a report, but, like, this is beyond our pay grade. You should leave. So, so they got a hold of the church. The church is like, you're not practicing Christians, jerk off motion. Um, uh, church of England. Uh. So they called in the BBC, one of them. I guess there wasn't a lot happening at that point. So they're on the news. Uh, Timothy Spall comes in. Sure. I'm pulling from a different movie. Yeah, close enough. What's his it's name? Yeah. Huh. The, the Maurice, L- Maurice Gross. Yeah, there we go. I was going to call him Frog. <laughs> Maurice Frog. Uh, he comes in because he's trying to prove that the paranormal exists because his daughter, Janet, died in a car crash like a year before. Oh, right, right, right. And like he and this guy named Guy Playfair, who I don't think is in The Conjuring 2, he's a paranormal writer. Um, they stay in the house for like a year and a half. And they have a lot of stuff on tape. And they have Janet talking with a voice that should not be coming out of a little girl. Did they actually do the water test? 
Yes. Okay. I think so. Uh, it's coming from her back vocal cords, which are in the back of your neck, and you're not really supposed to be able to access them. And there are trained people who can't use them for more than like five minutes without like wrecking them. Right. But she would talk for 10 minutes in this old man's voice, which is where I kind of believe it, because that's not something that a that's little... That's a tough thing for a 12-year-old exactly. to do. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. So... All of this happens. They have different people come in over the course of this year and a half, like some people from Brazil, some people from Switzerland, I think. And then the Warrens show up for a day and they're like, oh, shit. And then they leave. Um, you want some old bay seasoning? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my only reference point. For that uh, they saved that family with seasoning because they were in Britain in the late 70s. So <laughs> they, 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 The mother died immediately from flavor. <laughs> from flavor. <laughs> uh, a sidebar, my friend who lives in Minnesota, in the town that she lives in, someone called the police on a local restaurant because their food was too spicy. Fuck everyone involved in that story. <laughs> we deserve... Extinction. <laughs> um, anyway, so they finally bring in some people, and they go up, and they, like, talk to Janet for a little while, and then things start calming down. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, as I was reading through, um, the basic gist of it was Janet saying that she was being possessed by Bill. Bill. Uh, the um, old man who died in house, which I think is somewhat provable. There was the, the an old man. S- uh, like yeah. The son showed him. He's like, yeah, my dad Bill lived here. He died. Yeah, um, just of a natural yeah. like brain aneurysm. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But he was the, old. He was an old man. Yeah, he was yeah. an old man. But he, I guess, didn't realize he was dead, which is something that comes up again and again. Like you can die violently, or you can just be an old senile man and just yeah. die and not realize it's like it. Like right. being drunk and shitting your pants. Exactly. Right. It might not sink in immediately. It's it's literally. being drunk and taking a big Judson in your pants. Yes. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> one of the things that I thought was kind of. It, it stuck in my craw a little bit was that when Bill, I'm throwing up some quotation marks, was speaking, he seemed very preoccupied with, you know, the functions of like a, a period. Like, that did happen what once. A, what a period was. But I've, I've heard it explained like if you were possessing this little girl and then all of a sudden like the shit, they didn't have good sex education in England right. at that time. And all of a sudden like your host is just fucking bleeding from her orifices. I would imagine if you were a 70 year old man with a child, though, you'd be like, uh, yeah, I remember this from a wife. That's entirely possible, but that's also not super surprising sure. to me as a thing. I know the ghost would also change subjects like Janet would a little bit, so I think there was some crossover. And she did admit to faking 1%, I think is what she said. Yeah. But if you see this woman now, she looks fucking haunted, and the rest of the family won't talk to anybody. Sure. Wow. So I believe it. Yeah. A little bit. I definitely don't believe all of it. There was like some stuff with like poop being smeared on the walls too, but there are also two young boys in the house. Sure, that just happens. A poopergeist, I think, is. <laughs> well, they, they, Patrick Wilson fed them all Old Bay. It's like it's like giving your dog chocolate or something. Like it's it's gonna happen. That being said, The Conjuring Two is my favorite out of the Conjuring movies to really? to look at. Oh, sure. To sure, look sure. at yeah. and soundtrack wise and the scene where janet's in the chair and she turns into bill is one of my favorite it's shots really yeah. Good. yeah yeah visually it's super story wise yeah. it doesn't have that kind of isolation that the first one has that made it truly scary yeah and then it that, you know it's got that like so many of the james wan movies it feels like the like third act not necessarily problems it, it, but like it went off the rails um it, like like in Insid- like insidious kind of like the conjuring like Things step up in the third act in a way where you're... It's, uh, I always find it a little bit refreshing. 
Because I'm like, oh, I'm not scared. Yeah, now. it just goes right, balls right, to the right. wall. Yeah. And, like, the Crooked Man didn't need to be there. Um, Nor did the nun. I liked See, the I nun. I liked it- the nun. I just <laughs> didn't like that they kept going with yeah, it. Yeah, the nun could have stopped. But I also like the implication that the nun was responsible for the Amityville murders. <laughs> It's, oh, yeah. Because it took me a couple times and, like, reading about Amityville and watching The Conjuring 2 again to realize that that's where Lorraine picked her up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Although, technically, she could have picked her up when she was exercising that dude. So, like... Wasn't it... Yeah, like, wasn't the... the no. She picked him up because that was the vision she had was of Ed dying. But also, like... That's um, true. But also, when... Um, and also, the nun retcons that, too, because that guy ends up being... The field hand yeah. from yeah, the yeah. coven. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then also, like, in Annabelle creation, there's, like, the nun pulls out a picture of her Which with I think she other. studied at the convent from the nun. Okay. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying I think that's how the timeline works. Fair. But with the nun being in the Amityville cellar when Lorraine is going through, like, the whole Amityville thing. Yeah. And also um, Ronnie DeFeo... Uh, saying that, like, a demon in a white robe, like, told him to murder his family. It kind of fit. Sure. So the nun might have been vacationing. It's all, it's, I'm, yeah, it's too much. I'm getting into Pepe Sylvia territory, I know. (laughs) The the nun was doing that thing where it's like, you you think you're going to, like, buy a house. Like, you're touring the property that you're going to inhabit. Right, right, right. Let's take a look. Let's see what. She's seeing what her options are. She's like, oh, I can go commit mass murder over here and blame it on this fucking Guido. Um, so many elaborate belt buckles. Um, that so, being said, Amityville wasn't haunted, and that whole thing is a load of bullshit. Yeah. But oh, um, yeah. maybe like a little haunted, like a, a boot like of a haunting, I love a that, dallop. I love yes. it when you when you talk, what do you hear like Lorraine Warren talk about it later? She's like, "Well, we it was very spooky. This is the we closest to hell I ever want to get. Very scary. It's it's probably like the toilets flushed a little weird, and like <laughs> Kathy got touched a few times, like." Six people got murdered in that house. Something's yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. But Ronnie DeFeo Jr. is a big, fat, liar creep. Turns out. I hate. I hate. Um, so, I guess this this kind of brings us to the, the third one. Um, I have thoughts. <laughs> me too. Um, good film. So, the movie was, I found it to be very fun. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, I loved it. It was, it was... Like I said, they they really just like leaned into the goof goofballery of it. It's not being it was... a haunted house movie. Yeah, 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 they turn it into something else. I also think that a true crime drama. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the best shot out of all of them. I did enjoy looking at. It. I like the color palette from the second one more, but I think that's just like a deep seated like film school asshole in me that's like mm, cool colors. <laughs> right. I it was it was specifically uh, when the dude is in when he's basically becoming possessed mm-hmm. even though he already is in the beginning mm-hmm. when he's becoming possessed in the dog pound mm-hmm. and the music slows down and the window starts pulsing red yeah so fucking cool uh, i did just had the thought that the like the coloring and the way that it's shot does correspond to the time period that the movie is set in so you have yeah. the the early 70s where yeah. it's like brown <laughs> it's brown and it's yeah. very simple and then the second one it kind of takes that like London is super great like it was yeah. super depressing in the yeah, late 70s it's very bleak. and then you get to the 80s where everything is still brown but it's a different shade of brown and it's got it's got a little fluorescent tinge yeah, to it yeah and it's yeah. a little like more there's a little more movement camera wise yeah Patrick Wilson have like some kind of day glow jacket at some point probably like I think well, he had yeah. like like a ski jacket on, or like he had like some weird like 
neon colored I did look on. into it and there are certain scenes where I think we were talking about this but Ed's tie matches Lorraine's skirt which yeah. I thought was very cute That's sweet. across all of the movies yeah um, so that that one I and I guess for anybody who hasn't seen it spoilers um, yeah. it's about the 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 Arnie Arnie Johnson murder the devil made me do it murder um <laughs> So I had a lot. I had a lot of fun with the movie. I loved it. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Robert John Noble. The John guy, Noble. John Noble. Denethor. Guy, Denethor. Uh, or Walter Bishop from Fringe. Um, who my favorite. Depending piece, on your flavor of nerd. Yes, my favorite piece of media maybe ever is is he's calling his son. He's like, "Hello, Peter. This is your father, Walter Bishop." Uh, <laughs> it's great. Uh, John Noble is a very funny man, um, as evidenced by the scene in there. Um, but. Did anybody else find it a little bit odd that, or a little bit unsavory that this is a guy who like stabbed somebody like twenty times? No, because I listen to true crime podcasts all the fucking time. Yeah, I'm, I have my heart's gone. But I looked up the case immediately after you left. Yeah, I ha- I think I have a little bit of information here. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a guy who stabbed somebody twenty times. I yeah. believe it was in self defense. Like I wasn't there. It'd be. Buck wild if I was. <laughs> they, um, as I recall, they um, they said that. I mean, post facto, they said that uh, it was a case where it was a young couple, and um, Arnie Johnson murdered their landlord, who was also his girlfriend's boss. Right. Because um, I think he was trying to take advantage of. That's what his girlfriend. That's what the surviving people and murderer I'm said. Trying to believe it though. Uh, potentially. <laughs> Which um, I mean, if the dude was anything like how they portrayed him in the movie, it he was just a greasy, out. He's yeah, a greasy yeah. drunk asshole. Yeah, um, and I think Arnie had also been drinking at the time. So I mean, I'm not saying it was like a good self defense, but yeah. I think in the time that he he thought that that's what he needed to do, which it doesn't excuse it, and he still deserved to go to prison for a time. But yeah, like. I don't think he in cold blood murdered this grease ball. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Um, <laughs> potentially. Uh, but there is always the the there, the, the possibility that it is a, just a movie where I think the hero is a guy it, who yeah. murdered somebody in cold blood. Um, yeah, that is a little... <clears throat> that I, I, like, I, I enjoyed the movie a ton, but that was something where like coming out of it, I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I think it's far enough away where it's not okay seems like a weird word, but do you remember that Matthew McConaughey movie where his dad made him murder people because he thought they were demons? No. I know what you're talking Fragility? about. Fragility? I, I think that's what it's called. That's based on a real story. And the guy in that story is not a hero. He is a disgusting man. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So it kind of had that same, like, this is based on something that's it's it's based on it's yeah. in quotation marks like i can't look at any of these movies and be like yes that is how i feel that is real this is a documentary right it's i mean you get into you get into that territory of like well i mean you get I'm, into amityville territory yeah or even like you know something like the wolf of wall street where it's like he's a criminal a scuzzball <laughs> right he's the fucking worst right but yeah um, like you have movies where you're like yeah ronald DeFeo was like possessed by a demon he wasn't yeah. and it's yeah um, so it is a weird vibe, but I don't think it's something that would turn me off from it. Also, I know that, you know, we talked about it earlier. The brain's a fucking it's weird. S- ultra powerful, super fucking weird, just giant sheet of flesh folded into lobes. Mm-hmm. You know, like the thing misfires and, and creates he- entire worlds out of absolutely nothing. Like it's not, 
outside of the realm of possibility for someone to just snap yeah. and not even know that they did it. Yeah. yeah. And think that that was demon possession. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. He, I mean, having, having a super intense hallucination under the right circumstances, I can see it happening. And like, yeah, it really sucks, but depending on who it is, what the situation was, the circumstances that led to it, all of that stuff, you know, what a true investigation would be, I'm not necessarily willing to say that that dude is a horrible person. Sure. Um, or that he murdered somebody in cold blood. I mean, if he had a gnarly hallucination because he was drunk, and or like had some underlying trying like, mental to, illness, or had, sure. like knew that this guy was a slime ball, it and also, just it also know. felt like the, the that scene in the movie was like trying to portray them as like aggressively coked up without ever like showing us the blow. Yeah, that guy was on a lot of drugs. He was on a lot of everything. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think to make it into a believable film where people are going to feel sorry for him you have to give him a good reason. So, like, they made a caricature of how gross this guy was. It would right. be, like, in Dexter if they didn't make him, like, super likable as much as he can be. Because um, then you just be like, yeah, but he still murdered that guy. He's kill- he killed John Lithgow. <laughs> I think John Lithgow had it coming. <laughs> That's fair. That's uh, what I hear. Sometimes dead John Lithgow is better John Lithgow. <laughs> Except Third Rock from the Sun, John Lithgow. The best. It, that's and still a fun Rise show. of the Planet of the Apes. I yeah. can't do. I can't do Planet of the Apes movies. The, I can't even do the scenes in Space Odyssey with the monkeys because it just <laughs> makes my skin crawl. It's a weird thing. Can't do monkeys in movies. I can't. Have you seen that monkey that look just looks like a? Guy? I'll send you the picture. There was <laughs> a, there's a rare, there's a rare <laughs> monkey that like just aggressively looks like a dude. Yeah, that's and, why I don't like monkeys. They yeah. look too much like people. It's eerie. Well, there's. Uh, reason for that yeah I, what <laughs> <laughs> i went to catholic school right <laughs> see some of it took <laughs> i will say before we like wrap it up no. one good thing i will say about the nun is the scene where uh the little one the one that's not vera farmia oh uh, her little sister sees that one it? do we know I don't know. The Taisa? one from Sure. The one Taz. from American Horror Story. Sure. Where she's oh. teaching the kids and she brings out the dinosaurs and the kid is like, Dinosaurs aren't real and she's like has a big speech about it. That was good. <laughs> um, I did enjoy in the nun I love the I love the possession scene. No, not in the not in the nun. In uh, Annabelle Creation. Yeah. yeah. Love the possession scene in Annabelle Creation. I thought, I thought it was, it was really a solid, solid movie. I the so the the one thing that I've when you show me a room full of, like, you know, haunted idols and, and tchotchkes, in the same way that, like, when you show me an Indiana Jones, like, warehouse full of, like... It's the basement scene artifacts. from Cabin in the Woods where I just want to, like, touch yeah. everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, that's all I wanted. And so for for Annabelle... Oh, no, that was Annabelle Comes Home. That was Annabelle. Annabelle, Annabelle Creation home. has the old-timey little that girls. Was the nun. Yeah, it's, that it's was the It's when the faceless nun pushes her in the old wheelchair into the barn. Yeah, yeah, that was that was spookery now. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I I thought, I, I rewatched that one, I'm like, this is this is fine. I, I, had, I had neither positive nor negative feelings about it, really. Yeah. Um, uh, but that, that, that Annabelle Comes Home one. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was silly in a way. It was like it was going into the basement in Cabin in the Woods and be like, look, all of these spook. And like it felt like the, the, the most recent Goosebumps movie where like 
the the sequel or the first one with Jack Black? Oh, the the first one with Jack okay. Black, where uh, where Slappy like uh, you know makes all the other Goosebumps his henchmen. <laughs> I've never read a Goosebumps book, and I did enjoy that movie. It was a lot of fun. They are fun. They're very uh, fun books. Yeah. And plus Jack Black, and well, that was good. Yeah. That was good to have old Jackarino Blackarino kicking around. Um, all right, well, uh, I guess that is uh, that coming. The the fire is burning low, I suppose. I feel like this, we covered most of the stories a little bit. Free form uh, podcast clusterfuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens um, when you make a bunch of adults watch a lot of movies in a short period of time. Yeah, I, I, I just have verbal diarrhea about about con men. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess instead of like rating each of the movies uh, to wrap up. Give us, uh, give us, give us the rating for your favorite one. I'll, I'll go of the universe. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go, f- I'll, I'll go first uh, to set a precedent. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with just the uh, the the OG Conjuring. Uh, I'm giving it four out of five daughters. Uh, <laughs> four out of five <laughs> <laughs> eerie, eerie daughters. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, four out of five um, alarmed-looking Lily Taylors, but yeah, that works too. Oh, yeah, she's great. <laughs> Just continuously, um, she's always very stressed-looking. Yeah, go check out the that that remake of The Haunting that had her in it. No, <laughs> it yet. is so bad. So bad. Oh. How do you Did have that many good people in a movie and fuck it up so bad? Was that you on Carnival when we did The Haunting? I wish. No, we did the haunting. I would have had so much to say because that is my f- like, the original haunting from 1962 is my favorite, one of my favorite movies as a kid. Okay, um, and I've seen every variation of that movie. That, Hill uh, House being the exists. best. Yeah, just throwing that out there. I don't think it's controversial. Great. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going with the original Conjure. I really, I I like that it felt like a kind of a, a relic from another time. Yeah, like a really low stakes horror movie. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I can go first if you want. Yeah, I, I need to reconcile Honestly, something. Honestly, <laughs> mine's the same. Yeah, yeah. The, the first one is is uh, incredible. They they really knocked it out of the park. They made the, the, the aesthetic choices, the music, everything about it was so very well executed. The only thing about it, which is why I also give it four out of five spooky daughters, is the final shot in the exorcism when the light of god shines through into the basement seemingly (laughs) through two other levels of closed off house Uh i hated that it's like solar neutrinos (laughs) (laughs) uh that that part of that movie is so goddamn stupid yeah the rest of it though that it's the it's that third act like in Insidious when he goes into the further I'm like it's goofy now I feel better yeah 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 <laughs> which are also part of the Conjuring universe but yeah because because uh, uh, Lorraine, Lorraine goes to the further um yeah. yeah that that scene in that first one where the the blanket comes off the oh fuck I love it the clothesline and it's <laughs> yeah. just for a second it's a person I yeah. love that kind of stuff um, and then it goes up against the window and you yeah. see Beth in the window uh, turns <laughs> Beth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, old, old, old Beth. Chevy. Old Chevy. Old B-Chefs. <laughs> what was her last name? Uh, like Bathsheba Phillips or some shit. Sherman. Sherman. Ba- Sherman. Oh, the so poop. Bathsheba Sherman. <laughs> she was married to poop. Yeah, it's Bathsheba Sherman. Yeah. Kind of kills the mystique. Yeah, the, it'd be like if it was Cher Johnson. Oh. Like, 
I will I will finish my opinion very quickly. I like the first one a lot for the reasons that have been outlined, hopefully. Sure. Um, I like the second one. I've seen it the most times. I like the way it looks. I am going to rate it one out of one Patrick Wilson singing uh, Can't Help Falling in Love. Oh, <laughs> nice. yeah. And I yeah. think that sums up the entire reason why it's my favorite. Yeah. That, it, it was tons of fun. And that, I think we can all agree that those 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 movies wouldn't work without, without Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson like I mean Vera Farmiga's doing good she's work. amazing but the way that they play off of each other is what and makes it work that's why the third one was so good it was more about them so much with the two of them and yeah. it's really cool it's not about the family that they're helping it's about them which yeah, right remember that fucking zombie fucking the zombie linebacker, linebacker? Like, I just, I occasionally think about how goofy that they're, and like, then he shows back, like, he's in the morgue, and you're like, all right, zombie morgue. As far as, like, characters in their house. I like it. I like him as being, like, the possessing force, because, like, that old bony lady wasn't going to do anything. So, he was cool. I thought it was Hurley from Lost for a second. Yeah. Old bony was so bony. Uh, Uh, She did not look like she could have been John Noble's daughter. She looked like she was his wife. Yeah, it was, John Noble is such a virile man but like satan uh, ages you i guess yeah he does he does yeah uh, and just remember that i love i love john noble so much um <laughs> well and with that i'm going to um figure out how to edit this into a cohesive episode we're gonna get it done it's gonna be great i'm going in the meantime i'm going to douse our cigarette fire um and uh yeah while i do that do do tell our listeners where they can find you and your associated projects oh me in the beautiful Twying I'm getting cold again. This is yeah, bad. It's not too cold. Uh, you can find the things that I do at CarnivalStudios.com, uh, on Instagram at Randall Lawrence 1984, or at Carnival Studios. Uh, check out What's More Metal and Ghosts and Hose. Those are the two podcasts I produce, and they're very, very fun. Um, and I am on Instagram at Emily F. Coleman. That is the only place you will find me on the internet. Um, I also do a podcast called Afternoonified, where we talk about pretty much everything at this point. Um, and that's at Afternoonified on the social medias and your podcatcher. It's rare to find a podcast where it's like one episode is cheese like, uh, and then cheese the, the Bear Brook murders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I also do another uh, podcast called uh, Monster Pod, which is a Monster of the Week role playing podcast. Um, that's it's weird. Uh, and then I run Sobolo Media, which is Sobolomedia.com, which is, you're I, listening if to you're it. listening to it, um, you're sitting in it now. There's other w- weird specific shit on that as well. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, like the, the Sobolo network in the absolute best way possible feels like the like island of misfit toys <laughs> in terms of like the shows. And I love that because again like with the the warren's basement of horrors when we got to the island of misfit toys i'm like well this is better just stay here it's fine look at that train you need some help role playing a bachelor (laughs) podcast this (laughs) (laughs) the hosey hustle (laughs) i love that this this. (laughs) whatever the fuck this is i think the cemetery needs a little free blockbuster (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this cemetery could use a number of things like it's like it's great but can we get a snack shack right <laughs> like a community pool yeah just I will, set it up in that mausoleum i will say we are leaving at absolutely the perfect time it is the golden hour like it is it is as, just, as the light plays off of the right tombstones now, yeah. that has the same energy as when they found that new room at the winchester mystery house and turned it into a shooting gallery game 
that felt really gross. It did. I'm still um, not over it. I uh, I don't care for that. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that people don't care for, you can find me on the internet uh, at that Avalon on Instagram and uh, Twitter too. I guess uh, you can follow the show by subscribing to it in your podcatcher. Um, and uh, very good. <laughs> we'll be support us by doing what you're doing. Yep, <laughs> Throw continue. it all fifty through Avalon's window. Soldier <laughs> onward. Ever forward, spooky friendos. Is that the new sign off? <laughs> or is that what it's been for a while? Ever forward, spooky friendos. Presenting it like you are coming up with it. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that off as the way that we always end. The During podcast. your little end spiel, there was like I think a motorcycle coming up, but as it was like revving and coming towards us, it did sound like an ominous wailing, and I was like, we have angered something. <laughs> yeah, I we uh, laugh too much. Look, I mean, I've 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 midnight Ouija boarded in this cemetery a number of times. And it's it, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I think I want to see a ghost so badly that I will n- never. Other there, than that one time in my old apartment. It's like uh, it's like being overly friendly with a dog. They know that you want it, and they're not going to give it to you. Good night. <laughs>